Hello and welcome to Everything is Black and White Podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove and today it's time for a special episode. I was lucky enough to catch up with Chef Gikuchi, the former Newcastle United striker who played very little in the black and white shirt, but nonetheless left with huge affection for Tyneside and was given a lot of love as well from the Geordie public. Uh, we spoke about his career in Newcastle, what it meant to play for the black and whites and also a return trip to Tyneside to take in a time weird derby. Uh, this episode was recorded a few months back, so we do discuss Rafa's future, what he thinks of Rondon, and a bit more. Uh, I do hope you enjoy it. Please remember to like and subscribe to the Everything is Black and White podcast. When you first got the phone call or got the message that Newcastle United were interested, um, what was your initial reaction? Well, it was one of one of the greatest greatest feelings. I have really, you know, because um, I must say, you know, Newcastle, I, I follow follow quite for a long time, and um, the the supporters and the fans they have, you know, it, it was amazing. And of course, one of my heroes was Alan Shearer, and I uh, used to follow him as well, you know. So to be had a phone call from uh, from Newcastle, it was it was really really great feeling. And it, was there a point when did you? kind of think this is actually really happening was it when you first arrived in Newcastle because I, I mean I, I think was it kind of a did it seem a bit like a dream until the contract was signed and then it was all sorted uh, it was it was quite quite uh, a strange because I had a phone call you know Newcastle might be interested but uh, you know like you said sometimes you just till things done you can't really believe and then uh, then I always remember I was uh, I was with my missus and uh, and uh, Alan uh, Alan Pardew phoned me and he said, "Listen, uh, I want you tomorrow to be here at Newcastle." So um, it was it was really great feeling, great feeling, and uh, you know I, I've got I've got in a car in next next morning because I had to be to be there uh, for eleven o'clock if I remember right and. Uh, Leaving from Swansea to go to Newcastle on your own, you know, it, it was it was some feeling. I say. Brilliant. Um, and when you came into the club, obviously Newcastle had just sold Andy Carroll. Were you kind of aware of the tensions that were kind of there between the fans um, and kind of the ownership when you arrived? Because it wasn't the best feeling at that time between the fans and the ownership, because obviously they were a little bit angry that Andy Carroll had gone. You're just gonna get on with your with your own job, you know. And uh, and for me, it was you know, of course, of course, you you know a little bit what's going on, but I don't think you should let that affect your yourself and your performance and your your uh, your job really, you know. And uh, like I said, that is a massive club, and I must say, you know, I follow the club a lot, but to really get that feeling, you have to be there. To physically feel that the atmosphere and the feeling in the fans, you know, for me, they are one of the best fans in the country. When you came on for your debut, then um, I know you. It was only about a couple of minutes long, but that that feeling when you you pulled on the shirt and you ran onto the pitch, and the you know the fans were were were, were cheering. I mean, how can how did that feel? Can you describe that? Well, it is hard hard to describe with the words, you know. You get you got the the, the 
butterfly turn on your body and in your stomach, you know, that, that feeling. And like I said, the, the, that crowd is just something something special and uh, you have to be there, honestly, physically to feel that. And uh, now finishing my career as a player and then looking back backwards at the, the, my career, the only wish I, I have now is uh, I, I had scored a goal for Newcastle. That's yeah. all, all I, I feel, you know. That would have been that would have been fantastic. Um, I mean, coming into the the city, obviously, uh, some players find it a bit difficult. You know, a few players have referred to it maybe as a goldfish bowl because football is so important to, to to the fans. I mean, I'm a fan myself, so I know exactly how important it is. Um, did you? I know again, you were just here for a short time, but did you feel that kind of? Did you feel how important it was to the fans when you were walking around day to day? And how how did you deal with that? For me, for me, it was great, you know, and uh, that I only can describe myself and as as a professional footballer, and uh, you live in that city, and you don't if you don't get that feeling, if you go, don't get that buzz about the fans and how much that clubs mean to those fans, then I don't know what place can can get you that that feeling. And uh, and for me, it, it was just great, and uh, and especially on on a match day because the the, the stadium is so close to the city all you see is, is black and white shirts and that for me is just just amazing and i must say after i left uh a year two years after i think i came over and i spent some time with my family and, and, and i took my daughter you know i wanted to put my daughter into actually i went to the to the game and it was uh, newcastle versus uh versus uh, Sunderland and uh, and obviously walking walking from the city to the stadium you know and my daughter was she was only three you know and she was a little bit scared of because all she could see is policemen with their horses and, and, and police in the city and he goes daddy daddy why why are there so many police here I said just you know I tried to explain her it's a game and you know they, they started trying to keep things calm and everything and as, as we walked to the stadium, we got close to the stadium and the fans uh, saw me and they started singing. And she really started crying because they was, she, was, oh, she was shouting to me and he goes, Dad, what you've done? Why? I said, no, Daddy played here and they sing and blah, blah, blah. You know, so she was calmed down. And, and for me, it was just great, great feeling. And uh, like I said, for me, I only spent this short time there, but it's a special club. What what can you remember what the score was? Which which gate which derby game that was? Uh, can <laughs> well, when uh, when uh, uh, obviously the Sunderland win that game. Uh, Palladino. Ah yes, game. that one. Um, I mean that must have felt brilliant, like to to see that affection from the fans. I mean, we, would, were you expecting it? Like when you know, were you expecting that? And how even to today, people still remember you fondly on Tyneside. Of course, of course, you know, and that, and like I said, you know, that that club's honest, honestly is is stuck stuck with me, and uh, the, the the way I see is like a little bit like Real Madrid of England, you know, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm really surprised, you know, like so many people, uh, you know, going by big clubs, but I, I'm I'm surprised somebody hasn't turned that club where where those fans uh, deserve to be, you know. Because, like, like I said, that atmosphere and those fans, you know, 
I mean, you only can imagine, you know, they, they every second week away from home, the numbers of them, the traveling is it, just mm. amazing. And uh, I actually been uh, in a couple of occasions in London going watching the game and uh, on a train and I can see them fans and, you know, you know, their mileage they do. Yeah. It's it just, just amazing. And that's that's that honestly tells a lot about that club and most, that supporters. Most certainly. And obviously, Alan Pardew was, was your manager at Newcastle. Um, I mean, how was he as a manager? What was he like to, to work with? Very, very strict on you know he loves uh, obviously the way he, he wants to play and uh, he, we've done a lot of tactical work every single day and also uh, set pieces is very very tuned on on those set pieces defending and attacking you know and uh, I, I thought he's done he's done quite uh, quite a good job really when you arrived I think he was he was quite he was quite open about the fact that you'd be kind of a player coming off the bench um, and it would be kind of a short-term thing. Um, is that, was that something that you were aware of? You were, you were quite aware of what you were coming into? You weren't maybe going to be first choice? Of course, of course. I, uh, I, uh, I knew what, what the situation was and uh, I always believed in myself, you know, and I never wanted to any manager to promise me I'm going to play every single game or every minute, you know, all I want to them, you know, the opportunity and then it's down to me. And I always believe on, on myself and with hard work and, you know, you can achieve things and, you know, not just to Alan Pardew, but every manager I played, I always wanted to, to make sure I earn, I earn the place and I earn the starting line of uh, 11 and uh, then it's down to me, you know. Most certainly, uh, you you had quite a few characters in the dressing room, with likes of Joey Barton and uh, Gutierrez and and, and Teoti. I mean, what was the dressing room like at that time? Um, like you said, they're characters, you know. But uh, I always always think, and I always uh, see this: if you're going to achieve something, you have to have characters in the changing room, and uh, you know. I got really well, really well with them, and uh, you know I've got a lot of respect from them, and, and vice versa, you know. So I must say, you know, that they were big characters, you know, like you said, Joey Barton, uh, Shola, Shola great, great man, one of the nicest men you can meet in in a football, you know. And then you've got uh, 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 obviously uh, Kevin uh, Nolan. He was he was great guys, but. Well, most of them, you know, really, really nice bunch of lads, you know, and uh, sometimes you get them, you know, they're, they're people who want to win and things, when the things goes wrong, there's always arguments, and uh, but in the end, I think they always things get sorted. Mm, definitely. And was it easy to fit in? I mean, what were the, like, were there any, like, pranks in the dressing room? Because you're a big guy, so I imagine you're probably not the first target if anyone is going to play a prank on a teammate. I've been few clubs, you know, but I I never had problems with any anybody in any changing room, you know. And where's the size or whatever you can call, but you know, I think you always when you want to win something and achieve something, you have to sacrifice certain things. And somebody just wants to do things in an easy way. Somebody don't want to do things in a harder way, you know. But uh, like I said, uh, that was a great 
great time for me and uh, I, I still I honestly like a couple of weeks ago I, I spoke to uh, Liam Best as well you know so you know there were some characters in that in that team I must say <laughs> um, and obviously then when you left um, how, how was that I mean obviously you kind of you were expecting to leave but I guess the wish was that you'd maybe had a bit more time there or come to Newcastle when you were a bit a bit younger well that's that's uh, that's always always uh, I felt you know and uh, I uh, I honestly thought uh, a friend of uh, mine told me uh, when uh, Bobby Robson was there and they, they looked at me you know when I was uh, at uh, Ipswich because we played them uh, friendly pre-season and uh, you know of course of course that size of the club and, and Newcastle and and I, I honestly do believe people, some of the people have to be there physically to feel that, that passion and, and the size of the club. Because when you when you see in TV, you see the, the, the feeling and then the atmosphere and then everything else. But to, to get that proper feeling, you have to be there physically. And even like you said, spend a day or two in, uh, in the city and, and to get that feeling. Because it's, for me, for me, I've, I've been few different clubs up and down the country but uh, that that place that club is something special for me anyway well so I mean do you you do a bit of TV work now don't you when you're analyzing the games and I know some TV pundits have their opinions and it kind of annoys Newcastle fans because they're, they're coming at it from an angle where they've never they don't they don't watch Newcastle often or they've never experienced it and I suppose you're at an ideal opportunity because you've pulled on the black and white shirt you've seen the passion of the fans and you know that that gives a, a unique insight into into things up here 100 percent, 100 percent. and uh, again to do that and like like you said uh, when you talk about that club you know you see certain things but to put, put that shirt on you and, and be on that on that stadium on that field you know that that is a different different feeling and and different view in in, in uh for the, for the club, you know. Most well, certainly. I mean, moving on to kind of the present day, you, you we've got Rafa Benitez in charge. Uh, obviously, still Mike Ashley as an owner. I mean, from what you've seen of Newcastle, from what you've kind of heard, I mean, how important do you think Rafa Benitez is to the future of Newcastle United and, and hopefully some success? Well, of course, of course, uh, everybody knows it. You know, he's done he's done a great great job, and uh, you know. He's a very experienced manager, and he's done well in uh, in different clubs, and uh, you know achieved achieved one one trophies, and uh, and let's hope things things uh, going forward for Newcastle because you know last couple of years for me anyway I think he's been a little bit unsettled, you know going down to Championship, going back fighting for relegation, and now I hope slowly they get that uh, stability in in the Premier League, and then then they can push on for the top six or at least, you know, top more, eight. More some, because because it, I think they, they deserve, you know. There's so much potential there, isn't there, in Newcastle? I mean, you've already kind of kind of compared them to a big club, but there is, if if it's done right, you know, the potential at Newcastle is huge. Well, like I said, you know, for me, you know, not disrespect to any, any other clubs, but, you know, uh, people talking about, uh, I don't know, Leicester, uh, Everton, all the, these these kind of clubs. West Ham, they should be top eight. 
teams, you know, and uh, nobody even talks about Newcastle. But, of course, there's a reason why they don't talk about them. But, um, for me, they are they are the monks of uh, Man United and City and Chelsea. That's quite size size of the club. No, most, most certainly. Just want to talk about uh, Salomon Rondon. Obviously, he's uh, leading the line for Newcastle. He, he's kind of similar stature to you. He's a big guy up top. Likes to hold the ball up. I mean, have you been impressed with what you've seen of Rondon this season? I think he's done a great job. And uh, for me, is for a big lad, he's got really good touch, uh, quite flexible. You know, uh, he brings people into play. He can hold the ball, very dangerous on a box. And you always have an option for it when you got him on a pitch, you know. You know, sometimes people say when the when you put the big man up top, you know, it kind of attract the team to play go more direct, more long. But I think his type of player is he, good to come short when he needs to. And like I said, I, I think he's done a really, really good job. He's, he's been fantastic. Um, and just find obviously your kind of your background, you know, whatever challenges you faced on the pitch, your you know what you went through as a as a, as a young as a teenager was 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 quite tough um and i suppose when you know going over to to finland leaving kosovo to think ahead and think you know i'll be playing premier league football i mean that must have that probably never even entered your head no no you know uh, i mean uh, when i left kosovo uh obviously when we left first and foremost was uh, you know Let's hope we 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 safe and mm. we have a, a normal life, you know. And uh, then, uh, of course, starting uh, starting uh, again in Finland, everything, you know. Uh, you never, you always have big dreams and stuff. But uh, you know, to go in and, and play in the Premier League, you know, first uh, first Kosovo, Kosovo uh, to play in the Premier League, you know, and then you know this this kind of kind of things you only. Only remember when, uh, oh, you 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 appreciate more when you actually uh, stop playing, and uh, it was you know it was great and uh, to achieve that kind of things, you know that's that's like you said, you know you, you never dreamed in the beginning, you know. No, most certainly. I mean, just briefly on that that kind of that journey that you went through, obviously leaving Kosovo, Finland. I mean, as a as a, I think you were were you twelve at the time. I mean, that must have been extremely tough you know because like you say it is it's your safety it's your life i mean i mean that must have i mean kind of set you well you know for future life in making the the decisions and everything you've been through well uh, listen i uh, i understand the way people say and and why they say and you know when uh, when uh, when they talk about pressure and you know it was a pressure to win the game or to win the title or things, you know. And people see pressure in different ways. And, and for me, you know, that is the pleasure, you know, pleasure, pressure to have, you know, that kind of, so you have to win trophy or you have to win a game or, you know, that sort of pressure, you know. And for me, there is much, much bigger pressure in a life, you know, and and about the football. And uh, and that's, that's sometimes, you know, uh, I do agree with certain things, you know, because people, I think, sometimes take for granted things, you know. And uh, listen, for me, football is one of the best, best job you can have in the world, you know. And you know, to have a 
that's that lottery on on, on your your hand and, and to do that kind of job for me is a great but like i said people take things in different way and for me i never kind of really felt that kind of pressure because maybe maybe that my journey of my life helped me how how to grow and then what what i've gone through so i didn't see that kind of pressure for me you know most certainly um and what's what what are your plans now i mean you were linked to the uh, the Bradford job not so long ago. Obviously, you've, you've done a bit of management. Is is your long term aim to to you know get a, get a job in England? Yes, yes, that's what I uh, I was four years in in Finland. You know, uh, I managed to managed to keep uh, obviously two clubs was fighting for relegation, kept them in a league. I've got one promotion from Championship to Premier League in in, in Finland. You know, and uh, that was, you know, great experience for me. And uh, now I feel I'm, I'm ready to jump to the next level. And I've been here in England for uh, for a few months now. And, you know, just going up and down the country, watching games, watching training. You know, I've got so many friends here who I played with them before. They manage in here. So I'm going to watch games and meet people and, you know, I want to, I want to have the chance here to fight fight uh, fight here and uh, and to be be a manager here. Oh fantastic. Uh, good luck with that. And just just finally, I mean, if you could kind of first of all like kind of a, a message to Newcastle United fans and then secondly just a, kind of your your favorite memory from from those months on Tyneside. Um well my message is quite clear, you know, just doing what you're doing and support that club uh, how, how you're doing and uh, and uh, you know because you know they've been through good and bad bad time but, but they stick with the club they stick with the with the team and you know players and the team need need that support you know because when the supporters behind you they kind of give you more motivation extra extra limit extra yards you know every player will get extra yards on that on that push and uh, you know let's hope uh soon we see newcastle fighting for uh, for trophies and then for the top six in europe fingers crossed and that's just your your kind of your favorite memory then from them few months you spent in newcastle is well uh, like i said the the, the great memories you know Playing in front of that that crowd in that stadium for me, for me is is the big moment and uh, great great mem- memory. And uh, of course, of course, like I said, uh, I, I had really great time, great time. And uh, you know, even though there was some characters, but great great team and the people people uh, around in the city. You know, even even me when I was there going to a restaurant. You know, people. You know. They say let's hope let's hope you score a goal on next week and don't worry about paying the bills and everything you know that is that is a special and I love I love them people there you know because they like I said before they're so passionate and uh, and being there for a short time it, it was clear to me why Alan Sheeran never moved away from that club you know because it's a special place and I'm sure Alan had opportunities to go. Uh, clubs like United and then knowing he's going to win trophies to the sub. but I think when you're actually there those people it's not, it's not easy to turn their back to them 
Mm. Had you experienced that kind of passion when you, you know, let's like say when you're walking down the street or when you're in a restaurant, had you experienced that level at other clubs or was that the kind of the first time it had really gone to a level where you maybe had to go, wow, you know, <laughs> okay, this is what it's going to be like? Uh, listen, it depends, you know. I had, I had a great time at, uh, of course, Ipswich and Swansea, you know, because they're small places and, you know, I played, I played clubs like, uh, obviously, Crystal Palace and, and Fulham, you know. It depends, I think, on the places, but because mm. London, you know, you go and you do your job. It's such a huge place, you know, so many people there and you don't, you don't get recognised as much as Newcastle because, like I said, I just got that feeling that that town lives and breathes uh, Newcastle, you know, the black and white, you know. And uh, I actually had uh, had a great time there, you know. Uh, I went to, uh, we went to a restaurant once and uh, this guy come and talk and he goes like, I love, oh, well, you very hope things work for you and I'm so happy you're here and listen, if I cut my weight now, my, my blood is black and white, you know. That, that's you know you don't get in other other cities I, I think you know 